The systems yeah. that you use are literally determining the next step that a person that is very heavy. Yeah, it really is. It is extremely heavy. And I would advise people if you are a church leader, you need to make sure that your systems humanize these people and they're not ones and zeros. I felt like I was a one and I felt like I was a zero. And we need to humanize the church systems we have so via the church systems we can humanize these people. Welcome back to the JXW Podcast. I am your host, Jay Poetics. And if you are new here at the JXW, we strive to help you pursue God, seek freedom, and acknowledge your God-given gifts. Now, today is going to be a really hard episode. Today is going to be like the episode that nobody wants to hear, but it's the reason why this podcast is a thing. Like, just roll with me, right? Roll with me. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel like you want to click off of this, but let's Let's lean in to the conversation because I feel as though that this is a really good conversation that needs to be had, at least in Christian spaces, in the church spaces. And honestly, it's something that's destroying the church daily, every single day. It is destroying the church. This episode is titled, and I you clicked on this episode because of the title. This episode is titled, Why Are Christians So Hateful in This Broken World? Yes, why are Christians so hateful in this broken world? Now, before you criticize me about this title, before you get on me about this title, let me give you some background on my personal experience with this thing. So all throughout my life, I have lived different from the social perspective of a normal teenager, of a normal child, of a normal young adult. I've lived all my life just against the grain of all things. And I've found, and this might surprise you, but I've found that in all spaces of my life, only unbelievers has accepted me more than I've ever seen from believers. I've only seen more acceptance of me as a person from unbelievers, from people who don't know Jesus, from people who hate Jesus from people who don't even live that lifestyle and they practice another religion. I remember I was at just being at church all of my life, serving in the church all of my life. I was in that space, but I also was a part of a private school for like once, literally one semester. And I found as though on Sundays I would go to church and then I would like get judged for being a certain way. And then, but on Monday, literally the next day, I would go to this private school and I didn't have many friends at this place. I was only there for one semester, but I felt more acceptance from the people I learn from the people who were at the private school from the people that were at church like it was it was a weird experience and i made friends i made more friends with people who had questionable lifestyles than with people who were within the four walls of what was called church and that is a really big problem i feel as though the title why are christians so hateful in this broken world is very relevant for just something to talk about into something to be released and to actually be in a conversation and you might say well hey that's just kids that's just uh, children at church versus children and like at school like there's kids are kids teenagers are teenagers they're gonna be how they're gonna be well let me bring it to a broader sense let me say adults now 
This is where we get into treacherous territory. Adults? Christian adults? What? Like, Christian are adults? You find them to accept you less than unbeliever adults? Like, Joey, like, give context. Like, what? let me give you context. Before I get to the scripture that I really want to dig into with this episode, let me tell you that it's not just that I felt accepted more by unbeliever young adults, but I felt accepted more by unbeliever adults. Honestly, the whole table included. I felt in my life more accepted in this world as a person, as a human being, who I am by unbelievers than by believers. People who don't know God. People who, who, who criticize God. And, and all throughout my life, it's, it's just been so evident and me being in the church i've always been a part of prayer lines and prayer circles and this and that da, da, da. i like i literally have people like criticizing my way of life because i didn't go on the prayer line to get healed of such and such a thing i'm like okay if you can't accept my body and i am well that's your problem if God wants to heal me, if God wants to heal my depression state, well, he will. God will work in my life. But if you don't accept me, that's not my or God's problem. If you don't accept me about who I am and who I am to be in this world, and you are like pushing me on this prayer line and you're doing all that, that's no, 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 no. I accept me for who I am in this world. And I think that's the true divide. I think that's the true thing that I've experienced, where I've experienced more acceptance from uh, uh, unbelievers than from believers, because it's like with believers, we believe in a God. I believe in God. We believe in a God that heals. We believe in a God that saves. We believe in a God that really brings freedom onto this earth. So when you look at somebody who's not free, or when you look at somebody who's in bondage, or when you look at somebody who's not according to the social standards of this world, you would say, "Oh, this person needs Jesus. This person needs this. This person needs deliverance. This person obviously has a demon. This person that no. God works. He works." But he also uses the scenarios that we're at to work through them. And I think that was the true divide of why people never accepted me as Christians. Because I'm imperfect as a Christian. And I don't think Christians know that it is okay to be imperfect. It is okay to have flaws. It is okay to have setbacks. It is okay to be different. It's, it's okay to be a certain way because that's how God created you. But let's get to the topic that is really bringing you guys to the edge of your seats. It's like, why did I name this episode? Why are Christians so hateful in this broken world? Christians are so hateful in this broken world because... Christians love to manipulate the body of Christ. That's a very bold statement for me to say. 
It's a very bold statement, but let me let me prove this. And this is the part of the episode where I want you guys to lean in and I want you guys to pay attention because this is my life. I'm not talking about people. I'm not exposing people. I'm not doing any of that. This is not a gossip podcast and I it is not. But the thing about it is this happens all over the world. This happens in every space of the world in every space and for us to hide it because we're trying to save quote-unquote good people well that's just that's that shouldn't be see christians are very manipulative and many christians will really divert someone's spiritual walk for their own glory for their own pleasure and i've experienced this many of times where in a sense when I was growing up, I didn't have a true relationship with God. And then I had all these people bogging me down about what I should do, how I should pray, how I should dress, how I should do this, how I should do that. I shouldn't say that. I should act this. And it's just so many things pelted on me and honestly turning my mind until I came to the point where last year I decided, no, I, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm facing way too much judgment. I'm facing way too many opinions. I, I can't do it. And the manipulation, I didn't know it was manipulation at the time but it was just the manipulation that was casted on me by christians who wanted a certain thing done a certain way it turned me away from god completely i literally said i don't want you jesus i don't want this i don't want it at all and i can remember specifically i was I walked away from church. I literally walked away from service, right? I, I walked away. Um, I was in like a wood area and I just sat on the grass and I just looked up to the heavens and I was like, God, I can't do this anymore. That's why I literally said, I can't do this anymore. I, I, I can't. I can't do this anymore. And you know what I did? I left the church like i just i just left i i left the church i left for god and i want to give you guys a scripture and we're really going to dive into this i want to tap into titus 2 i'm reading from the god's words translation and the title of this is guidelines for christian living verse one tell the believers to live the kind of life that goes along with accurate teachings Two, tell older men to be sober tell them to be men of good character to use good judgment and to be well grounded in faith love and endurance three tell older women to live their lives in a way that shows they are dedicated to god tell them not to be gossips or addicted to alcohol but to be examples of virtue for in this way they will teach young women to show love to their husbands and children five to use good judgment 
and to be morally pure. Also, tell them to teach young women to be homemakers, to be kind, and to place themselves under their husband's authority. Then no one can speak evil of God's word. I want to speak on the end of verse 5, the very end. Then no one, then no one can speak evil on God's word. See, verse 1 through 5 is talking about older men and women. Verse 1 through 5 is talking about older men. And I want you guys to really capture this because this is really important to point out the word older. I'm not going against anybody who's older in the faith. We are all children of God. But this is something that's very important. You see, many people in the church, many people who are in places of olderness, they feel as though that they are more powerful in the faith than younger Christians. They feel as though that they have more oomph in the body of Christ than younger Christians. There's a term that gets thrown around very, very easily. It gets thrown around baby Christian. That if you are one to five years as a Christian, like you got saved five years ago, that you have no availability to say anything of your opinion in any way towards somebody who's been in the faith for 40, 50 years. And I feel as though that that is that is that should not be it. I feel as though that we as Christians can rub off on one another in a positive manner that even a Christian who just got saved yesterday can say a positive thing and enrich somebody who's been in the faith for 40, 50 years. I believe that somebody who's been in the faith for 40, 50 years can rub off on a person and, and tell that person, hey, you've been in the faith for like two months. Cool. But I want to teach you something. I feel as though that as iron sharpens iron, that we are to be the people, no matter our age, that we can really, really make a difference and effect on anybody who's in the faith. But here's where the manipulation sticks in. There are many Christians, there are many people, and I've experienced this, and probably you have experienced it, but you won't admit it. Or maybe you are that person who's done this. There are many older Christians who criticize younger Christians for being at the place of their faith because they think they know more. And this is where people turn away, right? This is where people click off the podcast and they don't listen because they're stuck in their ways. I will say this again. They're stuck in their ways. I played a clip earlier at the beginning of this episode, and this is just a clip um, from an interview that's actually dropping tomorrow, so keep at the lookout for that. But we were talking, um, Mike Bonino and I were talking about church systems, and we we originally we were not getting into this conversation, but we got into the conversation how many churches have church systems that really doesn't humanize the people these church systems really just make people feel like ones and zeros and these ones and zeros they they're not connecting they're they're not making people feel as though this is home 
And I feel as though it is a very in, in importance for us as believers, for us who's been in the faith for longer than 50 years, for us who's been a Christian for five minutes, for us to show love, for us to show guidance, true godly guidance to people, for us to be examples of virtue for younger women if you are a woman, and for us to be of good character as a man and to be well grounded in faith just like Titus 2 says. You see, at the very end of this chapter, Verse 15, tell these things to the believers, encourage and correct them using your full authority. Do not let anyone ignore you. That is a very important thing, and we are going to get into that. Look, I felt that people ignored me. I felt that people ignored my opinions, my thoughts, my views on what I had to, to tell and this is where I want to bring this episode to you guys. This is why I wanted to do this episode. It's 4 verse 15 that makes this episode relevant. See, the episode is titled, Why Are Christians So Hateful in This Broken World? Because I recognize that I went through a stage in my life where I found as though that Christians, Christians, I found as though that Christians didn't accept me and that unbelievers accepted me. I felt as though that I can be in a room full of people who hated God. I could be in a room full of people who didn't have a view of Christianity. I can be in a room full of people who completely rejected God and feel accepted. I could feel loved. I can feel comforted. And I have been in that room. But you know what? And I'm going to tell the truth. And if you want to click off this episode, you can click off this episode. I have been in a room full of Christians who I felt as though hated me. I have been in a room full of people who profess God as their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But honestly, they had some thoughts about me. Honestly, they had some things to say about me. And that is what I want to address today. That is what I want to come to with you on this podcast today. Verse 15 of Titus 2. Tell these things to the believers. Encourage and correct them using your full authority. Do not let anyone ignore you. And what are those things? We're going to go through verse 1 through three once more tell believers to live the kind of life that goes along with accurate teachings tell older men to be sober tell them to be men of good character to use good judgment and to be well grounded in faith love and endurance we're going to skip down to verse six encourage young men to use good judgment always set an example by doing good things when you teach, be an example of moral purity and dignity. Verse 8, speak in accurate message that cannot be condemned. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed because they cannot say anything bad about us. And that is where I really want to get to. You see, verse 2 and verse 6 really coincide with each other. We have to tell older men to what to use good judgment and to be well grounded in faith love and endurance but verse 6 says the same thing it says encourage young men to use good judgment 
always set an example for doing good things. You see, us being Christians, it goes, it's a two-way street. And, and I, that's meaning that if you're an older Christian, you are an older male Christian, not only are you to tell the younger generation, specifically men, to use good judgment in this verse, but it's the same thing for younger men to tell older men to use good judgment. You see, we always get caught up with the older people. We always get caught up in the fact that older men are just supposed to slander younger men about what they're doing and you guys are not acting right and you guys need to fix your act. No, there needs to be a balance between how we interact with younger and older. And I feel as though that is the the main reason why a lot of men are leaving the church today it's just because they are facing so much judgment by older men in the church and they don't really have anyone to just love on them. They don't have anyone to like really tell them and encourage them about who are they and to be an, a man. It's like if I just keep hearing uh, an older person say, get your act together, what am I going to do? Am I going to get my act together or am I going to leave? Um, I'm going to leave. And I did leave. But if I had an older man accept the fact that I, as a 20-year-old man, can tell that older man to, f to get his act together, as do him to tell me to get my act together, now we set up a really a very safe space of holding each other accountable on how we are to act as men. Now we have this field of accountability, and now as a man, I'm growing because I can like I can correct him and he can correct me and we can just sharp iron sharpens iron that whole situation. But I feel as though that this is not being practiced in the modern church, at least right now, or at least where I came from. Now, maybe this entire episode is completely irrelevant to you because you didn't go through these things. You didn't feel as though that you were accepted more by unbelievers than by believers. But for me personally, all throughout my life, I've been accepted more, more, more by unbelievers than by believers. And that's just the hard truth of my life. I remember days where I would just hang out with people who weren't even like they never believed in God. And I still felt friendship. I still felt loved. I still felt a sense of care. But then when I get around my Christian so-called friends, it was kind of like, oh, <laughs> Thanks for reminding me how broken I am. And and that's just, and that's true. And that's facts. Like, it, it's, it, hey, that's what I went through. I don't know about you. But like, I just feel as though being around my Christian people just reminds me of how unworthy I am to be a thing on this planet and how broken I am and how the world is crushing on me. We as Christians, we should show uh, good judgment we should love on people we should care for people in all things that we should really show the love of christ to people who really need it and this is what i have for today's episode just i want you guys to remember if you see somebody who's broken in his ways who's down on his ways don't judge him don't don't be down on him encourage him Give him a helping hand. Give him a word that will carry him throughout his day. But 
just be a loving individual in this world. Well, this has been another episode of the JXW Podcast. If you want to be more connected with the JXW Podcast, follow all of my social medias at jpoeticsworld. That's poetics with a X, world spelled W-R-L-D. Do not forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at jxw podcast if you want to give a monetary gift to the jxw podcast cash at me at j poetics world poetic spelled with an x world spelled w r l d and if you want to have an interview on the jxw podcast feel free to hit all of my social medias up blast it up let's let's work let's get an interview let's tell your story to all the people and let's make that clear that you are a christian and you want to tell your story out there so before we close let's pray lord god thank you for this this time lord jesus thank you for giving us breath just today like right now just breathing I, I praise you and i glorify you for all the things that you've done in our lives and that you are bringing us through all the things that we're dealing with personally right now but you just endlessly remind us that you have us that we are your children and we don't even have to worry about any of those things lord i pray for a good day today lord jesus i pray for just things to shift in everyone's life as they're listening and right now i pray this in jesus name amen well i am jay poetics this has been another episode of the jxw podcast there are more interviews to come in the future stay updated by again following all my social medias and do not forget request an interview request an interview i would love to tell your story on the podcast love y'all peace